Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Suggestible pod is a pod to suggest things on. James, I have a gripe. Do you? A big one. Well, look, we don't have time for that. Not a growth, a gripe. Well, you do have a growth. It's a human growth <laughs> in your body. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Anyway, and what's your also gr- a pimple between my eyebrows. Is that what that Lord. is? Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought, no. you, I thought you were going a bloody second hit, right. mate. Actually, I didn't even notice it. Too. It's like a tiny red dot. Anyway, yeah. what's your gripe? All right, here's my gripe. By the way, I'm Claire. This is James. We're married. We recommend you stuff. Yeah, but it's, mostly, gri- it's mostly gripes. I don't normally get cross, <laughs> but this has really got my goat, this yeah. gripe. Basically... I planted out my, my second season, my autumn season of vegetables in my vegetable garden and I spent a lot of time measuring out the things and I put in bok choy, that Chinese cabbage thing. It's delicious. It's Very for stir good. fries. And I also planted cauliflower. Great. Let's list all the things that you've Well, planted. I came out this morning and they'd grown so well yesterday. They look so juicy and great and some critter has eaten them all. Look, I apologise. Did you I go and munch all my bok choy seedlings <laughs> no. out of the bloody ground? I'd imagine you have some suspects. Yeah, it's that bloody fucking possum <laughs> that did this to me last time. All right, you know there's a way to get rid of a possum. Bloody possum. I'm not shooting a possum in my own backyard. No, a cricket bat, Claire. You hit it with a <laughs> – no, you get a possum trap. All right, you get a possum trap. It's like a giant rat trap and See, it just crushes its neck. Is thing that your neck. parents did? No, a possum trap is like a cage. It catches it safely and then you're supposed to take them out and, like somewhere else and let them go, like right. miles away so they don't That's find That's what your parents back. did. Yeah, everyone does it. It's like if they get caught in the roof or whatever. Everyone does it. Who out of your friends other than your parents that you know have, you never heard have of caught the... a possum in a we trap? We live in the bush. Of course we there's do. possums. <laughs> We live in the fucking wilderness. I am happy for the possums to live around here. You don't seem like you are, Claire. But they're very active at the moment. They be screeching. I don't know if anyone knows about thinking about possums. They're very cute in Australia, but they sound like some kind of horrible cereal banshee at mm. nighttime. They really sound like they're screaming. Just want to point out the dog's been doing her job as well, trying to get that possum out of here. Yeah. She's been patrolling at night. She has just been barking. Yeah, she was probably aware of it. She's been doing more than you've yeah, been cause doing. Yeah, because the possum jump in the night jumps when I'm working in here and it thunders across the roof. And it goes, ah, and then yeah. it jumps into the tree. Yeah. which mm. Yeah, and I've suspe- I found the pathway it got to my bok choy, my <laughs> bloody bok choy that no longer exists. Mm. That fucker. So it crawls. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> I love my garden. You know how much I love my garden? Anyway, it crawled down. I'm a pregnant woman and I'm angry. It crawled down the branch of our beautiful tree that kind of leans over and provides some shade for my veggie patch and it jumped from there into the bloody garden. Yeah, but it's not like it's a Fort Knox. Like It's like a foot tall yeah, high I garden. Know. Anybody could get into that. Anyway, I'm really pissed off. Yeah, I I'm can tell. I'm disgruntled. Do you want me to get this possum? No, I All want right. you to recommend something. Let's get this All bloody right. program started. Well, I recommend catching a possum and letting it loose in your bedroom. <laughs> in your bedroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would it do in your bedroom? Just a bunch of cool stuff, cartwheels oh, and, you know, You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to trap it, then I'm going to tie it onto a chair and then I'm going to interrogate it with a torch. Did you take my bok choy? Was it you? <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. 
me, ma'am, circle the friggin' possum until it tells me the truth. Yeah. Yeah, that seems a very reasonable thing to do. You should do that. But look, while you're doing that, I'm going to recommend my first thing Can't this week, a Claire. a woman just grow some bok choy in her backyard? Mm. That's a, it's every woman's <laughs> right. I've, been, I've always said that. The show that I'm recommending, it's a, it's a British-American comedy series by Chris Addison, Simon Blackwell and Martin Freeman, who people mm. would know from The Office and The Hobbit and uh, various other things from, from the years. It's called Breeders. It's it's about it's parenting. So if you're like, oh, my God, I hate parenting, you're not going <laughs> to like it. Or you will like it because it's also about having kids and how you hate it or whatever. Cool. And, look, I, I feel like I do, there is a lot of these right now. So yeah. me coming Does into this. Does it make you feel like is it too close to home no, or is not it really, more I, like solidarity? Well, we're out of it a bit more than this kind of show is, even though we're about to go back into it with a newborn. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's incredibly revolutionary because there's a lot of like parenting is hard now, whatever. And you know, because you used to be cool and drink at the pub, but now you got a kid and the friends and they don't, you know, they don't see him anymore and whatever. That's all of that. But it's just, it's a well handled version of that, starring Martin Freeman also. Uh, he has like, incredible anger management problems as well. So he like yells at his kids and swears or whatever. And he's like, and he, like every time he's like, okay, I'm not going to swear, I'm not going to lose my cool. But then he always does. And it's, about, it's also about other parents and picking the right schools and what's best for your kids, but what's best for your sanity and all of those things, all of those things that happen, you know, when you're a parent. So it's, you know, it's good. It's, fun. it's not amazing. I've only watched two because there's only been two so far, but you know, it's, I enjoy it. No, and I like the, the parents that have been cast in it. Breeders. And where do you watch it? You probably said, I didn't hear. Well, it's on Foxtel in Australia, but if you've got uh, other streaming services and say a VPN, uh, Hulu and FX is, is other ways you can access it I as well. I see. Breeders. Yeah, breeders. All right. We recently had a barbecue at our house and it occurred to me that we are breeders because when you have kids, you suddenly fall into this weird vortex where all everybody talks about is kids. Even when all the people that came over to my house, we went to uni together and we usually talk about like many other things. We talked about nothing else except children. It's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> it's a difficult time. Gosh, we have big problems, hey. Oh, my God. A bloody possum ever. eats your bok choy and talking too much about your kids. We do love them, though. Mm. Not the possum. The bok. The- I, like the, I love the possum. <laughs> Possum's part of our family. Lives in that tree. <sighs> it's not part of my bloody family. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Is that it? That's all you had to say about it? I don't have anything else to say about it. Yeah, it's, I mean, right. you know. It sounds good. I'm into it. I actually would really love that. I think you might enjoy it, yeah. Cool. Do you like people screaming at their kids? <laughs> there's a moment where, like, he gets his kids to sleep and then there's two, like, drunk guys, like, arguing out the front and he goes out in his dressing gown and he's like, hey, shut up or I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of laugh it off. They don't take it seriously. But I thought that was really funny. He's like, I'll just kill you. I'll kill you and then I'll kill you. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. So the kind of some of the stuff that you wish that you could say. I'm pretty sure I've also said that to people. <laughs> you never said that. Not to my knowledge. <laughs> so my first recommendation, uh, which one will I do? I'll do the fun ones first because I've got a depressing one, but it's great. So I have just been listening to a bunch of podcasts because for some reason my prego brain is not able to handle reading novels, mainly because I fall asleep at night. That's unusual. I know. <laughs> no, but like early, it's annoying. Who cares? That's boring. So I've listened to two really great interviews recently, which I bloody loved. One is uh, No Filter, which is a podcast with Mia Friedman, where she interviews Tim Minchin, who is one of my favourite Australian composers slash comedians slash musical geniuses, writers. He does everything. He's so good. Fitness fanatic. Yeah, exactly. It's just really interesting. He tells the story of, A, how he sort of went from 
being like a guy who plays in bands and writes amateur musical theatre um, and is a comedian to, you know, being a pretty famous dude and how he wrote the musical Matilda, which is one of my favourite musicals of all time. So brilliant. And then he talks about how he went to LA and then worked on a animation for four years, which he felt like was his opus, basically. Mm. Put all his heart and soul into it with all these amazing creators. And then one of the, the studio he was creating it for, which I think might have been Pixar, was taken over. And then it just got canned. The whole project got canned and none of his work you will ever see the light of day. Yeah, it's called Larrikins. The, the, the it's a musical. animation. It's, it's a DreamWorks animation. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he just... I thought it starred Hugh Jackman, Margot Robbie and Naomi Watts. So oh, I thought it was in the Disney merger, but no, it was DreamWorks. So DreamWorks do like Shrek and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like it sounds amazing and he's incredible. So like his music is just so awesome. So I'm so sad. I wonder, I would love to see a part of it. I wonder what it's actually like. It was four years in, there's probably quite a lot of it. Well, yeah, he said no. it was 75% made, mm. which in animation land, my God, the work that was... That's 75% that. of the work, isn't it? Correct. Anyway, so that's called that podcast is called No Filter. Mm. The other one I listen to is Oprah Super Soul Sunday. To see Oprah fell over recently, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> no, I missed that. Yeah, Oprah, she was on I stage and she was talking about balance and whatever, and then she fell over. <laughs> She's fine. Uh, oh, I shouldn't laugh. That's not funny. It's a little bit ironic. It, it's honestly, yeah. Well, on a, she's fine. I wouldn't be like, check it out. Oprah fell over. And she really hurt herself. No. All yeah, right. Here oh, you go. Here's a video. Oprah. Why am I watching this video? You're showing you how she falls over. Look, look at this though. Heels. It's heels, man. It's no good. Wait yeah, for why? it. Yeah, why? She's saying like, I love fitness and balance and lifestyle. She's like, you can change too. <laughs> I don't see her falling she over. She's standing she's in gonna, a lovely she, wait, white she's pants. She's like, it's all about this the balance between. terribly boring. Ba- oh, 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 she's okay. It was a big fall. Nah, it wasn't that big. Oh, it was pretty big. It wasn't a stumble. You know Gosh, what? The older you get though, what's that expression? The when you, when you you're stumble. young, when you're young, you like have an accident. But when you're old, you have a fall. It's like oh, oh yeah, that's true. Fall. Oh no! And I read that if you crack your hip, you're done for. You may as well shoot yourself <laughs> at any age, or shoot a possum. Yeah. So anyway, this Super Soul Sunday podcast is great. It's sometimes a little bit hit and miss. Sometimes it's a bit a little bit too um, woo woo. But I still really love her, and I love it. And this particular episode is with Michelle Obama, who is just. Bloody awesome. And everything she does is amazing. And so it's just a really everything? great interview. Yes, everything. She's everything. bloody great. Her book, Becoming, holy dooly moly holy. It's so good. I love that book. I would totally recommend Becoming. I don't know if I've spoken to her about, about it on this podcast before, but it's kind of her memoir. It's just incredible. It just makes you feel it's vulnerable. It talks about like their marriage and difficulties and what it's like to suddenly find yourself in the White House and all that kind of stuff. And it's just awesome. What is it like to yes. find yourself in the White House? I don't know. I, what did when she I get say? you there, I'll tell you. All right. Just strange, I think. It's just a really strange place to be. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and there's just like anywhere, anytime you go anywhere, you have a motorcade with like a thousand cars that follow you. Mm. Um, and you can't open any of the windows. Yeah. Which would drive me crazy. Because people jump in and shoot you. Correct. I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, so those two podcasts I would totally recommend. And the other little sneaky thing I want to throw in there is have you seen the Elizabeth Warren and Kate McKinnon uh, TikTok Little video. Oh, but sweet. Yeah, it's yeah. bloody gone viral. I bloody loved it. I've watched it a thousand times because I love Elizabeth Warren. I think she's brilliant. Do you love Kate McKinnon as well? And I love Kate McKinnon. Yeah. And it's just there's something about it. I've watched it over and over again. It never gets old. Bloody love it. It's Drake's song, Flip the, flip 
switch? No, I think the song's called I Groom Women Until They're of Age and Then I Date oh. Them. I think that's the song. That's Drake's most famous oh, song, is it? Oh, I guess it is. Mm. That's the soundtrack to his life. Yep. God. Well, anyway, I really enjoyed it and because life is very confusing at the moment with the coronavirus and all the scary things that are happening, uh, I just watched that on repeat instead. Yeah, wash your hands too. And also your, your phone is like a third hand, so make sure you wash that also. Oh, keep yeah, it, I haven't keep done it clean. That. Gross. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Your turn. All right. This is a segment of the show that we always uh, bring every week. It's called No Judgment. Don't judge me on this one. <laughs> right? What's that? That's never been a segment. My favorite thing to do is judge you. See, that thing you is know cl- that. I'm you've, judging You've actually, because of your pregnancy brain, you've forgotten that this is actually a recurring <laughs> no, segment. Don't try and pregno It's called No Judgment. Me. Don't I'm judge me. I'm very witty and, and wild. Well, what I thought I would do this week, I thought I'm going to go out and watch something that I wouldn't normally watch. Like what's oh, the opposite of something I would watch, that's right? That's so what I did on Netflix is a show, and I keep seeing it like trending on Twitter. It's a show called Escape to the Country. No, Grand Designs I, I, with Kevin MacLeod. No, no, I love that show. This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is Love is Blind. It's from the producers of Married at First Sight, right? Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, the judgment is seen, bubbling up in my heart. I don't heart. know if you've ever seen a second of that show, but good Lord. Yeah, anyway, Married at First Sight. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's huge everywhere in the world. It's like, God, let's get the worst people in the world and put them together. I just hate it because the whole premise is you're just sitting around judging people who have mental illness who surely, clearly should not be on a television show. Yeah, but also really want to be on a television show. Yeah, just, oh, I think it's really awfully depressing yeah. and sad. Anyway, their so own, everyone can enjoy what they want to enjoy. Exactly. It's 30 people in a house and it's, so it's 15 women and 15 men and they're on separate sides of the house and they can't see each other but there's these pods that are in the middle and you go in and it's like blind dating so you form a relationship with somebody over a period of time. It's a reality TV show obviously. Yeah, you and look really embarrassed no, that you're no, I just, this to me. <laughs> Just let me get out this premise. <laughs> and then over a week or two weeks where they're in this house and they get to know this person, if they both decide that they, they are, they're a good match, they the one then proposes to the other and then uh, when that two or three weeks is over, then they go to a resort if they've got a, a partner and then they spend actual time together in the month leading up to the wedding. Hang on, but they don't see each other. No, before. they do. They do after the two weeks. Or oh, whatever. but the first two yeah, weeks. Yeah, so it's don't... supposed to be not based on looks; it's based on personality. Oh. It's a lot of people. What do you What do you look for in a person? It's like, well, you know, I think it's oh, personality is really important, and it's just. Clearly, I don't think the thing about it is though. Brilliant. I'll give it this: it's fucking horrible, <laughs> and, I, and I hate it. And it's not even one of those things like I'm four in, right? You've watched four. Yeah, because I needed to know, right? And I don't want to watch anymore. Like I'm not hooked. I hate everyone in it. It's terrible. It's just sad, broken people pouring out their emotions, which probably aren't even real in the first place. 
to, to, to like just lunatics interacting and being exploited and then forced together in a relationship so they'll eventually start fighting. That's what it is. It's fucking embarrassing. It's terrible. It's a terrible show. This is supposed to be suggestible. I know, but I just think it's important that people know that. Look, and it's not for me. Like I know that, right? I don't think it's as bad as Married. doing the nostril flare. I don't think it's as bad as Married at First Sight, which I think is way more exploitive of people and in a way that this there there is like a sincerity to this, which I think is also painful because it's like, well, you're on television and you kind of look like a fool, like kind of oh, thing, you know? God. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's and, and it's people like, why do I just want to be loved for who I am? And, uh, you well, know, just that kind of thing. that's a very noble goal. Yeah, but what, what, you're on TV. Like, who what do you, you want else to be loved? I just really want to be loved for not actually Also, me. but they're not like, they're not unattractive people either. Yeah. You know, like the ones that are like, you know, I used to have, you know, I used to be worried because I was this or whatever. I'm like, you're now a very attractive person, so don't even worry about it. You're fine. Aww. Don't even stress. So, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's horrible. It's a horrible show. See, this is what worries me because, look, it, what each to their own, everyone, you know, watch what you like. And I have myself fallen into the big brother watching of reality TV. And I used to watch The Bachelor even a little for a little while. But the thing that gets me about reality TV, especially now because it's like this moving, evolving beast, it's just getting worse and worse. And what worries me is exactly what you just said before, that it's exploitative. Yeah. And I read an article that was really interesting. Uh, I can't remember what it was, maybe in The Cut, about the effects of reality TV after the fact. So yeah. reality TV stardom and what it does to people's mental and physical health. And because there's really not much support after they finish these shows. And, the, and if you watch that show Unreal – which is like a drama based on the producers of reality television for a show similar to The Bachelor. Yes. It just goes into just how contrived all the settings are, how much the producers egg people on, how much they throw alcohol in the mix to oh, kind yeah. of watch, to kind of get and it's the a, best drama out of people. I'm not probably talking about it to you, but I've definitely talked to, talk about Mason on our other show. More talked about show. Mason. Talked about Mason to Mason. Cool. But, hey, Mason. I so think Mason's cool. For like the, the Bachelor. So they got this dude. Who you know he goes and does whatever he does crunches for, for three months. <laughs> then he's always staring to the distance of you know yeah whatever he's in like a linen white shirt. Yeah, whatever. and then he furiously dry humps and makes out with all yeah. the women in the house. Dana's like, oh, I've got a connection, you, et cetera, whatever. But <laughs> uh, and then they put like, and it's the same as the opposite. It's a bachelorette. They put twenty or thirty people in a house, yeah. and they're not allowed any social media or. I'm sure we've talked yeah, about this. Yeah, they've got nothing. They can't do there's anything. No, there's nothing to do. Sometimes there's no gym, so they're just running up and down stairs or yeah, whatever. And they just physique. drink and just turn on each other. And then once yeah. a week <laughs> the one guy in the universe or comes the girl, in. Depending or the girl, girl depending on the bachelorette. Yeah. And if you don't get picked, it's like devastating. So you could be there for months. So you're focused on this one guy and then he takes you on a helicopter or whatever and then dry humps you for, <laughs> for an hour and a half. And, <laughs> and then you go back to the other and girls with all yeah. experience. And they're like, the I can't thing. believe you organised this picnic on top of the Eiffel Tower. It's like, well, did, did he do any of this? Like, what <laughs> no, do you even... I thought you'd really like yeah. it, did you? Yeah, <laughs> I, knew, I knew I wanted to do something special for Melanie. and for, just for the... Yeah, I know. To be fair, I got sucked in because, you know, I love a romance. I'm all for the romance. Yeah, it's a and reason I, it's popular. And I got sucked in, particularly at the beginning, because Osher Gunsberg, who you've been on his podcast, Dad Pod, um, he's cool. He hosts the 
Australian version. And I genuinely believe that he and I has believed in the concept of the show of finding love. I or I and, I know that, yeah. Yeah, and I reckon We're both excellent friends with God Osher Gunsberg, <laughs> no. so yeah. But I just think at the start of the Australian version anyway, it really was much more about finding love and obviously making good TV, but you know, I think people have got more and more cynical as it goes along. And also producers are looking for people who are more and more I guess having a lot of issues, mental health issues, really, who are then willing to kind of exploit themselves on TV. Because I think the people watching it also, they are looking for a, you know. Yeah, they're looking for characters. But they want to see genuine connection and and love and all that. People want to see that. And I'm not saying it can't exist on television. That's why I loved watching it at the beginning. But anyway, I yes, okay, so you do not suggest people watch watch Love is Blind. But I, you know what, there is something to be said for watching things outside of what you would normally watch, expanding your horizons. Thank you. I'm a hero in many ways. You are a hero. You're right. I should do that too. I'll do that for next week. I'll watch something totally out of my comfort zone. Do you think it was going to be anything like that? I'll go watch The Invisible Man and spook myself. No, you can't. I could do it. No, you can't. I can bloody do anything I like. You can't. You're, I am woman. Here if, if you're looking, I will like, watch scary TV. If, if you're I looking want to. for a stress-free pregnancy or whatever, <laughs> you should not watch that because you're going to give our baby anxiety if you oh, watch that. No. Oh no, <laughs> because that's how it works, isn't it? <laughs> that's how it works. No, if you want to watch it, you should She's watch like, it. Like you know, when a kid's anxious, it's because their parents have watched too many spooky movies. That's true. I don't think so. You laugh. Am I allowed to go on you a laugh. roller coaster pregnant? I don't think so. I think I'll, they won't let you either. I think that's yeah, the but main. Ha, like, could you go? They'd have like certain trimester? massages or, or whatever. Yeah, I went to get a massage and they were like, "No, nope, first trimester, no massage for you." Yeah, I was like, "Oh." Anyway, side note. Okay, I have got something to recommend now. Is it depressing? Ah, uh, yeah, it's Perfect. super depressing. Oh, but it's really important watching and interesting. So it's called Stateless. It's just been released on our Australian Broadcast Network, but it will be once it's once all the episodes come out, it will be released onto Netflix. Right. So currently, so, it's on the Australian Broadcasting Network, the ABN, correct? The ABN or the Corporation, whatever it is, the ABC. It's on ABC iView if you're in Australia. And there's two episodes that have dropped so far. It was created actually, interestingly, by Kate Blanchett. Uh, yeah. Tony Ayres and writer Elise McCready. So Elise McCready is a writer with Belinda Chaco. It's directed by Emma Freeman and Jocelyn Morehouse. And the composer for the score is Cornell Wilzek. I've uh, totally butchered those names. So there's just one season with six episodes and it, the production company's Matchbox and Dirty Films. Um, and You're NBC, just listing names. What is it, Claire? All right. Okay. What is this show? <laughs> all right. I just think it's really interesting how something like this gets made, particularly because it's such an Australian story. Yeah, but what is it's, it? Okay, shut up. It centres on four strangers in an immigration detention centre in the Australian desert. So it's a sharp look at our immigration policy, which immediately makes you go, oh, God, this is really heavy going. But the way that they've crafted it around four different stories, so there's an airline hostess escaping a suburban cult, an Afghan refugee fleeing persecution, a young Australian father escaping a dead-end job, um, and he becomes a guard in the detention centre, and then a bureaucrat caught up in a national scandal. And their lives intersect while they're pushed to the brink of sanity, yet unlikely and profound emotional connections are made between them. And it's just, it's really compelling watching. Each of the stories is really different. Kate Blanchett is in it in the first episode, but she's a minor character. So the woman who ends up kind of escaping from a suburban cult is Yvonne Strahovski from The Handmaid's Tale. Um, She plays Sophie Werner 
Asha Ketty, who I love. If you have not watched Offspring, um, that's on Netflix, and she is brilliant in that, amazing Australian actress. And she plays the bureaucrat kind of going in to try and sort things out in the detention centre. Faisal Bazzi um, plays Amir, whose family are fleeing Afghanistan. And that storyline is, oh, it's full on. It's really devastating, but really well done. Well done. <laughs> well done. Yeah, anyway, so there's just some really, really great characters all kind of bound up together in there um, and I'd really recommend giving it a watch. I think what's kind of compelling too is the the way that they depict the detention centres because our immigration policy in Australia is a national disgrace um, and we have these really remote desert locations where detention centres are kind of placed and so you get a sense of the hopelessness and the kind of limbo that these people are in because they're not criminals. They're seeking legal mm. refugee status, which they're allowed to do, and they're placed into what is essentially a prison. And then also what kind of grabbed me too was the guard and how it's this lovely bloke really with a family who was in a dead-end job and wants to make things better and he gets this job in a tender centre and he's initially out there just trying to do the best he can. You know, he puts swing sets up for the kids and you know, trying to pump up their balls so they can play soccer and, you know, doing all these things. And then some of the stuff he witnesses, he just sort of experiences a lot of trauma and then is conflicted because the other guards are telling him he needs to be tougher on them and treat them differently. And he sees one man being beaten up and there's a dawning realisation that his role is not to be a caretaker, but it's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. So anyway, it's um, really heartbreaking and I think a really clever look, Kate Blanchett really has spearheaded this project and it's been kind of four years in the making. Um, but her hands are all, her work is all over it and I think it's a really, really great and important is initiative to watch. Is it all out there? No, only the first two episodes. Mm, I love episodes of things. Yeah, so I really, I think you'd really like it actually. I'm busy, I'm watching Lovers in a, <laughs> Love in a house blind. or whatever. Anyway, um, I think it's really compelling. Yvonne Strahovski is brilliant as Serena in The Handmaid's Tale and she plays a very different character in this, but um, it's really great. Okay. So, yeah, great. that's it. I think that's the show, isn't it? That's it. That's the show. Uh, yeah, I've got one last because you have a little tiny squidge of time. Sure. I have a recipe too, James. You know, I've always got a recipe. Always on the I'm brain. Not, I'm, you look tired. You look like you're rushed full of sleep. We had an a important meeting this morning. We did. It was early. We're both tired and the dog kept us up. And the possum. Oh, mate. The, the dog Good luck, colleagues, editing this yeah. bloody episode. Anyway, this recipe I made over the weekend, it's always a success. People love it. It's called glass potatoes. They're basically roast potatoes uh, but it's done. shattered glass in it. You just mix them up through. <laughs> crunch, crunch, munch, mm. munch. The recipe is um, in Annabelle Crabbe's cookbook, Special Guest. And really, you just get big kestrel potatoes. You don't even peel them, which is the joy of it. You just boil them in a pot for half an hour. Then you put them straight into a big pan. You pour over a whole cup of olive oil and a whole tablespoon of salt. I know this is not an everyday uh, recipe. It's for special occasions, but it's so bloody delicious. And then you just roast it in a really hot oven for like an hour or two. And then the bottom, like they become like glassy, crispy, salty, delicious chips on the bottom, these potatoes. Mm. And because you've kind of squashed them a bit after they've been parboiled, they kind of just 
oh, they're so good. They're kind of soft and fluffy in the middle, but crispy and crunchy and delicious. I didn't even eat one. I'm doing low carbs because I just yeah, looked no, at them and I walked doesn't, away. He has no joy. No joy at all. <laughs> I don't need joy. <laughs> you don't need joy. You don't. You I've do. got fitness. You needed a lot of bloody joy in your life, mate. You look constantly disappointed with everything. <laughs> Anywho, this will make you less. I've got fitness and I've got water. What's all, that's all I need. <laughs> and your weird no sugar colas that you good, drinking. These are really good. Yeah, I, that's, you say that. This is what happens to you when you're on your health kicks. You start to think. Would you that, rather me drink an actual can of no, Coke? No, of course I wouldn't. That yeah. stuff, I mean, is not and terribly good for it, you. Mate. Okay, bloody do you have it. a review? Yeah, I do. You can do it in app. Open your app. Give Open it a five it stars or your iTunes, whatever you got. Rating. This is from Ferguson. It says, Ferguson. of all the podcasts, this is one of them. Claire really drives this podcast, keeping co-host Jimmy Monday bop, films. Bop. Oh, that was supposed so, to be <laughs> for pushing the oh, was it? on the street. I thought you were doing songs. You were like, I'm guessing every minute of 30-ish pod with suggestions on everything from recipe uh, to books to comics to movies to TV shows, all that have to do with robots and the end of the world. Don't let the lack of a catchy intro song fool you. I highly suggest you listen to Suggestible. There you go. Oh, and we do need a we do need a cool a cool intro song. Yeah, but that'll just take up time away from our, our sweet dulcet tones. That's true. <laughs> Maybe we should get one. I'll sing one. Please. Suggestible pod is a pod to suggest things on. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, I didn't. I didn't listen to be honest. <laughs> I was on my phone. Oh, yeah. that's it. You make sure you've washed it. No. Nah. You want to be getting coronavirus from your phone. Hope I do. Yeah. Be a good excuse to stay indoors. <laughs> what do you mean? You basically stay indoors anyway. Yeah, but more all so. All this self-quarantining, that's your whole life. Doesn't you bother do me at all. Anyway. Yeah, I like, know. don't go to work. No worries. <laughs> don't go to a public. Done. No worries. <laughs> don't go to the supermarket. My wife will don't do it. Don't get on a train at 7 a.m. Okay. <laughs> I won't. You've been washing your hands a lot anyway. Mm. Good point. Hey, if anyone is worried about the coronavirus. You should be. <laughs> no. I... I highly recommend going on to uh, Jacinda Arden's Instagram and Facebook. She has a brilliant video that, and is also suitable for kids too that explains the coronavirus in just like really calm, measured, simple ways that don't kind of make you – because all these news reports that have like outbreak on them is ridiculous. Mm. You'll need to calm down, wash your hands, be sensible. Most people who get the virus even, it'll be like a mild cold. Anyway, but she explains it really well. She has two scientists with her and it's really good. She even has a squishy toy to show what her virus looks like. Oh, cool. Really love it. She's great, that woman. If you would like to write to us with your very own suggestion, we would love that. And you can email us. Whoop, whoop. It's at, sorry, suggestiblepod at gmail.com. That's suggestiblepod at gmail.com. I'm so proud. Thank you so much to everyone that's written to us. I read every email and I'm trying to get back to everybody. So thank you so much. I've never read a single one. I don't know how to get into it. No, you don't. I've kept you out. It's Uh, top secret. Yes. Um, I bet the password's password. (laughs) No. (laughs) Good God. I don't think I'm that dumb. I did marry you though, so, you know. Oh, hey, wait. I'm sorry. I'm terribly tired. Me too. Uh, okay, so this else. is from Chris McDo- oh, <laughs> McDougal. G'day, suggestible mob. Oh, I like that. A real quick recommendation. Ecosia.org is a search engine Google alternative. All the money they make from ads, etc., is used to plant trees and fight climate change. It's a bit like pissing on a bushfire, but every <laughs> bit helps, and so far they've planted about 80 million trees. Good luck with the new bub. My three-year-old makes very compelling arguments both for and against a sequel. We've been there, my friend. 
Cheers, Chris. Really appreciate your email, mate. Oh, happy Short, to do sharp, it. sharp, excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much. Please uh, email us or follow the show at Stressful Pod on the Twitters and the Instagrams. You can follow me at Claire Toddy. You can follow you over there. Just follow me around. You'll see me. I'm in the street. <laughs> Don't follow Just him too closely. Mm. He has a baseball bat. It's true. Hidden in his pants. It's true. At all times. It's true. It is. I know. You all have right. a hidden pocket. No, where do we find you at? Oh, Mr. Sunday or whatever. Sunday movies. <laughs> Thanks to our colleagues for editing this show. We'll see you next suggestible. A long farewell. Of it, a senator. James has put his head out. down on the keys. <laughs> Laptop keys. I'm sorry also if anyone is a massive possum fan. I'm coming to get you, possum. I'm coming to get you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.